It was a goal in my life at one time. To invent something? Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, but it, it's so hard. I mean, not... <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you don't know by now, this is the Throwdown Lowdown. I am one of your hosts. I hesitate to call myself the host. Uh, I am a host, like on X-Files. Remember the episode? Did you ever watch X-Files, Adam? Uh, not so much, man. Oh, man, there's an episode called The Host where this big white thing like uh, goes around the sewers and climbs up into toilets. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if there ever was a host, <laughs> it's me. I am, of course, also the host of Super Wrestle Show. My name is Chris, uh, and that's Adam Johnson. He is owner, operator, uh, inventor, and uh, what else do you do for Remix Pro Wrestling? Uh, Inve- facilitate. Inventor's great. Let's just leave <laughs> he's, it at that. He's the inventor. That's the title from now on. <laughs> Adam Johnson, Remix Pro Inventor. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even the inventor of Remix Pro, but you're the, the resident inventor. Yeah. Like, in case they need anything invented. <laughs> Did you ever see, like, the, the commercials where, they, like, you could patent something and it was, like, the, the, the caveman and he was, like, <laughs> yeah. making the wheel or whatever? Absolutely. I remember that. That's That's what you do. It was a goal in my life at one time. To invent something? Yeah. I mean, why not? But it's so hard. I mean, not. (laughs) (laughs) That might be. I got to pull that audio. I think it's my favorite quote. Hear me out. I listen with with these infomercials and every. I mean, everybody has invented everything at this mm. point. I mean, stupid stuff that you will never need has yeah. been invented. So. I just saw some of that online the other night. It was like a like a bacon toaster. So it was like a <laughs> it was like a standing up like a box type thing, and you drape the bacon over it and put a lid on it. And it makes the perfect bacon. Did you see <laughs> the plunging device? That's like a big balloon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It sits it sits over the top of the toilet and then it fills with air and then it just pushes It just like blasts it just pushes down whatever you're needing to plunge. Whatever Here's that my may thing. Be. At what point in your life does an actual just normal plunger just not do the job anymore? <laughs> I'm telling you. Every, everything has been invented. At what point do you need the gasket blaster on the uh, <laughs> on the toilet? Well, I don't even know how we got there, but um if you haven't shared the uh, podcast with anybody, then what is wrong with you, you jerk? <laughs> Here we are, episode three, man. We're putting a yeah. lot of work into this. Yeah, there was some time. There was there was a bit of a gap. There was a little bit of time, but you know what? We're very busy fellows, and uh, but we're rolling on. And more importantly, why we're all here is that Throwdown for the Pound fifteen is coming up on April twenty second here in Marietta, Ohio. And that's at the Marietta Middle School. And tickets are what? RemixProWrestling.com? Is that right? Yeah, tickets at RemixProWrestling.com. That's an easy way to get them. Um, if you're local, stop by We Love Pets. We've got the tickets. Um, you know, so you, it, can't, you can't get them the night of the event, too, but why wait? Well, not only that, but you know, I have been involved. Uh, every remix show seems to be, at, if not a sellout, nearly a sellout. So why chance it? You know, And uh, just go ahead and get your tickets and show up. And I think ringside's gone, right? I mean, that's... Is that yep, yep? Ringside's been going for but, a while, so. But you know, it, the the truth is, there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, but aside from inventing things, we also talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, we'll we'll talk about something of importance. You know what? It's funny that you did bring something back though, because I do remember watching those commercials that had the caveman with the wheel yeah. or whatever. And I thought, like, man, if I could just was one idea, and then you're a millionaire. <laughs> uh, I know. It was. I think it was easier then, though. I mean, just it's impossible now. There's a lot of noise out there, but but seriously, share the podcast, get it out there. Um, uh, I know we're not a, a weekly podcast necessarily. Shirley, but we do we do what we can and we try to bring you quality over quantity that's how i sell it anyway yeah that's that's always been our policy but you know that's the thing we really need you to listen we really need you to share um if if we're going to put our time and effort into it we need to make sure that it's worth it um if if this doesn't take off and you know, going into episode th- you know three and then the next one the fourth one if if people aren't listening then you know after this after this throwdown's over, it'll probably not be something we do again. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm well, you know. To so. be fair, I mean, we had some great reactions to the first couple of episodes, but I, but I think, yeah, we're getting some traction. It's, it's really cool. Maybe someday we'll look back on this and be like, oh, remember when we didn't know if we were going to do a fourth one? <laughs> it, it takes you know, time. you know, when we're doing the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it take it, t- it does take time to grow something. So, but but we just need your help. I know that you are listening right now. Obviously, you are hearing this message. But you just you know, there's a couple other ways you can go ahead and help us out. Um, listening is super important, but sharing, um, you know, tweet it out, Facebook it out, whatever yeah. you need to do to get the word out. Call a friend. Tell well, them about it. Now, before we get into the proceedings of April 22nd here at Remix Pro, Adam, you mentioned that you might want to talk about WrestleMania. Is that true? So you mentioned wanting to talk about WrestleMania. And here's the funny thing. As we record this, WrestleMania is less than 48 hours away. And hopefully, as this is uploaded, uh, <laughs> it's about 24 hours away, give or take. But, um, you, you know, I don't really watch wrestling uh, much these days. Uh, but... I, uh, I, I, we could go through predictions. You want, is that what you wanted to do? You want yeah. to go through some predictions? Let's All just, right. let's see, you know, let's okay. See well, what, we come up with. what I did is I, I pulled up the card on the worldwide internet and, uh, Andre the giant Memorial battle Royal is on the kickoff show. It says here, who's, who's your, who's your big pick. So uh, on the list, it says big show, Braun Strowman, Sammy Zayn, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people, wanting to be in this match um there's it doesn't really have that special wow factor but as we know um it gets guys on the wrestlemania cards so that's, well, that's a good thing that's what it is right it's getting that wrestlemania payday which i don't know if it's the same as it used to be with the network but um so i guess who's your pick for this what do you think i think with um i hope it's the big show just because i mean the guy worked his butt off and got back in shape and has a six pack and he is <laughs> he doesn't get his match with Shaq. It doesn't appear. So well, I'd say I'm calling a Hogan run in, and then a Nikolai Volkov run in. Wow, out of nowhere. <laughs> then a Brutus Beefcake run in. <laughs> Beefer going over for the entree. <laughs> <laughs> There's always surprises in the Royal Rumble, so why not in this? You know? And just as soon as Beefer wins. Uh, the crowd can hear Andre rolling over in his grave <laughs> over in France. Well, and then also on the kickoff show, we have Neville and Austin Aries. So it's kind of a bummer that this is on the kickoff show. But I guess if you think about it, especially with the network, the kickoff show is just part of WrestleMania. I mean, they might as well just start it at whenever the kickoff show starts, right? Yeah. I, I, you really have to pace yourself for WrestleMania day. I mean, you're going to be, if you're going to be all in, you're going to be dedicated. <laughs> you're going to be dedicating the whole day. Cause now this. they have the hall of fame and then they have, don't they have like NXT or something? Okay, so, yeah. Tonight it's the hall of fame on yeah, Friday as we're right. recording this. And then, uh, tomorrow will be NXT takeover. And then, you know, then you go into the pre-show and then into WrestleMania. So, so. 24 hours of your life. I'm calling tonight hall of fame. Nikolai Volkov running. <laughs> He's down there. I saw the pictures. He's got access. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, uh, how cool is it that Jim Cornette is inducting? Uh... It's awesome. Uh, the, like, I, like he tweeted, there's a cold snap <laughs> coming out of hell. <laughs> who, know, who knows what that guy's going to say? Well, I, not only that, I know that they've taped a, a, an interview with uh, Cornette and Bischoff and dude, dude, dude. Oh, wow. Michael Hayes, yeah. All right. That table for three deal. I think Neville goes over, though. I think it's a. I have no idea. I like both these guys. I, Austin Aries is an awesome guy. I've met him quite a few times, and uh, I've never met Neville, but uh, back when he was Pac, I remember. Right? Yeah. Wasn't he Pac? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Aries, man, that'd be great. Look at this guy's at WrestleMania, man. You know, like all these TNA guys or Ring of Honor guys or whatever is showing up on Mania. It's great. The landscaping has changed. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just, it's kind of surreal. I mean, if you look back at. Wait, is this right? Okay, so I'm again. I haven't been keeping up a whole lot with what's going on, but next on my list, I have Alexa Bliss as the champion versus all available women. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what. I I think since that's happened, I think that they have changed it to an actual six six way six pack. Okay. Whatever. Well, this is on CBS Sports, and it might not have been updated. Yeah, but, but and that's originally how it was announced, I believe. it was. I don't know what they were going for. There was a lot of people saying that there would be maybe some returns, some surprises. I see. Um, Beth one, Phoenix? One of the surprises I heard was Victoria, which would have been super cool. Oh, she's the best, man. She's such a sweet lady. Yeah, uh, I went to a restaurant many times. I mean, I've obviously run into her a lot of times. I went to a restaurant many times when I lived in Chicago. Uh, she's a hugger. 
<laughs> she's a nice lady. She, it's like walking in your aunt's house or something, you know. She she still supports us a good deal, and I mean, you know, we've only worked with her once, and uh, you know, she still supports us, retweets stuff, yeah. still st- sends us messages. So I'm saying one of the surprise entrants. I'm gonna say Nick. I'm gonna say almost Nikolai Volkov. I'm gonna say Tito Santana comes out. <laughs> For whatever reason, I thought you started to say Naked Midian. No, I said <laughs> Naked Midian comes out. <laughs> he's now he's fully uh, he's fully transitioned into a woman. <laughs> he's Naked Midia. <laughs> he's entering this match. Well, I don't. You know, obviously, I don't know any of these people that are in it. But what do you think? I mean, uh, Alexa well, Bliss. Okay, retaining so it, it, it makes it a little difficult to predict the winner when there's only one name announced yeah. in the match. So I'm going to go with the the champion. The champion, and then of course there's a tag team triple threat ladder match: Gallows and Anderson. Which, by the way, uh, I've only run into Gallows like once, I think. But Anderson, man, like, uh, what is it, 12 years ago now, I met him. And what a solid dude. Uh, just a great guy, even back then. And uh, we have Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I, yeah, I didn't know this was a ladder match until recently, and it just seems like kind of unnecessary. It's going to be crazy, right? I mean, none of these guys really, what are they going to do? <laughs> I mean, like Cesaro is about the only guy. Um, Cesaro's going to like slingshot someone with a ladder like through the third row or something. <laughs> Enzo, um, when he when they debuted and, and were brought up, I was super into it. I loved it. I thought they were you know getting over good. But just since then, he's, he's been very sloppy he's not a very technically sound and though yeah he's the mouthpiece right yeah you know what i just read recently uh and if you if you're bored by this you, you turn the channel <laughs> <laughs> no big cast was in medical school man he was like a med student and then he uh he went to nxt interesting well i don't know i would say uh i don't know i'm not gonna go i'd say it's tough probably time enzo and cast probably get the rub on this one yeah probably get the win they came up uh to the big times uh, last year, right mm-hmm. after WrestleMania, and then they could be walking out the champions. Well, what they have going for them is what we, one thing we've learned from the WWE and F is that fans like to chant things. Sure, you know what I mean. Like they like to they like to know what you're going to say and say it along with you and, and sing along. And so I think that's part of the reason why they've been so popular. Uh, it makes sense to me, Dan. Uh, Dan. <laughs> Dan Ambrose. He's a guy in the Indies. Yeah, I had like no idea, and I was like, uh, Dan Ambrose and uh, Brandon Corrin. <laughs> uh, Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin. I'm going Baron Corbin all the way. I, like I said, I haven't been keeping up week to week, but I'd say they've been high on Baron Corbin for a long time, which... Well, do you know? I, I don't know his backstory. Who who is this guy? Like Baron Corbin? Yeah, I mean, I know he was on NXT. I mean, he's all NXT. I know about him. Yeah, I don't know. Was he a football player? Uh, not that I know of, man. I, I know that my oddly enough, my wife who does not watch wrestling unless you know once in a while she's she's been curious and watched some things with me or whatever. A lot of older stuff. It's really predominantly what I watch. It's stuff like from you know. <laughs> like 1999 and before. But uh, she watches that NXT show, the reality show. And uh, he's on there a lot, and I don't know anything about him. Like, they kind of keep him uh, like his gimmick, like the lone wolf type thing. So I, I don't just, say much about him. I don't I, – I'd, le- I'd love to know more about him. I don't, he, how old is he? He looks like he's – you know, he could be twenty five or forty five. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. I do know that, like, I know he's in shape. But the best thing they did was probably put a shirt on that guy because he had a strange look. You know, mm-hmm. I think it worked out better for him. Uh, not that that's bad. It's just I think it was a little distracting. Um, so I don't know. I'm saying Corbin all the way on this one. Uh, you know, let's talk about Dean for just two seconds. Like, I don't know if he's ever been the same because we're on a podcast now. I might as well go ahead and bring it up. But, um, you know, ever since that Stone Cold podcast, that really seemed to affect a lot of different things. I mean, shortly after he lost the, the championship and then, you know, Austin claimed that he just he, he didn't have the it wasn't the it factor, but it was like the drive. Um, he needed to just reach for the brass or was it brass knuckle? Brass ring. <laughs> brass ring. And uh, he needed to go give someone the knuckle, try yeah. to get that push. But he, also, yeah, you should go back and listen to that. And then since then, it's just I don't know. I, I don't know. The guy just. It seems like he's being being set up to put some other guys over already, which sucks because he could probably be on top right now, right? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I've. Always heard nice things about him. Uh, you Moxley, know, yeah, Moxley, an Ohio boy. Yeah. Worked a lot of shows close to here. Um, so 
what I'm getting at is I hope personally that Ambrose goes over. All right, there you go. So uh, we, uh, we're split on this one. I guess we'll find out the results here before too long. Uh, Jericho and Owens. I mean, for the U.S. belt, right? Uh, Owens all the way. Oh, right? you know, I mean, it's too predictable, but, you know, that's just the way it is. I'm sure Jericho's going to go do another tour with Fozzie. Yeah. And, and sometimes they, they'll fool you, though. You know, they'll do the finish you don't think is coming. Yeah, but I think I think Owens needs this win. I, I think, think so, I think too. he needs to be dominant. I think the, I'm sure the match will be fantastic. Jericho is one of those timeless guys. He is just in it's phenomenal great. shape. Oh my god! He, we were talking about like uh, before we went on the air here about you know people evolving, and and one of the people we were talking about was Chance Prophet right. and how he's evolved. But Jericho, king of of change. Well, absolutely. That's it's exactly just to bring it back around to remakes for a moment. Yeah, Chance Prophet. Like I've. Chant not to age chance or anything, but I watched him as a kid. Like, I, you know, I wasn't like five, but, you know, I was under the age of 18 watching Chance Prophet wrestle, and he's changed so much. He's kept that same kind of uh, aura or whatever, but he's just adapted so much over the years. Uh, we have Bailey as the champion against Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax. Fatal four way elimination. Um, I'm going to say. I'm a big fan of Bailey, but I would say Charlotte probably goes over in this one. I gotta agree with you on that one. I think uh, I just think it's it's probably what they would do. You know, I think I think she would. Uh, it's WrestleMania. They're, she's probably going to be a long term person for them. Not that Bailey isn't, but well, but, uh, did you? I know you said you haven't been following, and I don't really you know watch too much WWE either. But anytime you get into WrestleMania season, I try to at least see what's going on and. Um, but anyway, last night, I guess there was a, a statue of, of Ric Flair. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know all the details. It's so hard to keep up with everything right now, but, um, where did that come from? Any idea? I, I just know that they have the Dusty Rhodes one. They have the Andre one, which is weird because they usually only do statues. It seems for people who are already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I didn't get it. I, I'm clueless. It just seemed kind of, kind of random. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I agree. Uh, it would have been nice to have like a Piper or something like that. You Absolutely. Know, Ultimate Warrior or something like that. Uh, Didn't they do a Warrior already? Maybe they did. I think maybe they did. But We're looking know. at a weird one for me as someone who's not been really keeping up. Seeing John Cena in the middle of the card here. John Cena and Nikki Bella, who is his real life girlfriend, I suppose, right? Against The Miz and his wife, uh, Maurice, right? Oh yeah, Chris. If you haven't followed this storyline, you need to go back and watch it. I've seen like so like I don't watch, but I've seen rumblings about the Miz and stuff online. Like he does those like that their after shows or post shows or whatever, and always says something controversial. Yeah, or something on there. Yeah, says something that gets a buzz going. But with this particular match, like it has just branched out, and it's been all Miz, all Miz. I mean, his, his promos have been just so perfect. And then they actually did a segment where. I don't watch Total Divas or know too much about it, but they kind of mocked Total Divas, and um, and the Miz was dressed up as John Cena, and Maurice was dressed up as the Bella, and uh, it, it it was so good, so good. I mean, <laughs> one of the best things WWE has put out in some time, and so. Honestly, well, it you feels need to, to me that. like some guys they kind of let do some of their own stuff, and it's usually when it's the best, right? Oh yeah, I mean, so I'm gonna say Cena and Bella over. Or at least going up in the end somehow if they don't win the match. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I here. just can't see because you know Cena has big losses, right? You know where it's like, oh my god, they beat John Cena, but it's always a big moment and really pushes somebody. But like, what's the payoff here at WrestleMania if the Miz and his I wife guess beat them? Well, the only thing I can, yeah true, but the only thing I can think personally is you know John's going away to film a movie, I believe, yeah. and the Miz will be around. So do you really? I mean. I'm going to go Miz just to be different. All right. There you go. Uh, and then a big one, probably the one I'm, as I look through this, probably the one I'm ex most excited about is Shane McMahon and AJ. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, as far as, you know, why we would be excited. I mean, AJ was here twice. Um, great guy. Great Absolutely. attitude. The best wrestler in the world today. Um, but with that being said, it is kind of an odd match for him. Um, but he has, he, from the interviews I've listened to, he's super excited for it. He has, he has, um, you know, brought my attention back to the match and, and really not made me question it anymore. The only thing that I just am curious as to, I mean, AJ is one of the most talented guys 
on your team, how do you not start getting a storyline for him? Whether, you know, I don't know if it was injuries. I don't know what happened, but it just seems like, you know, something could have happened. I don't know. The rumors, like a, the rumors and innuendo, as they say, it, you know, were that they were talking about AJ and, and Shawn Michaels and trying to trying to get some deal going. Do you think there. that they just were really trying, you know, hoping for that one, and then it just it got too far it's away? Totally from possible. Them. But I'll say that you know, if you're put in the ring with Shane McMahon, you're a top guy. You know, well, it's true. I mean, that's you're you're a big time player. I mean, you're on the level of The Rock and Austin and Angle. You know, these guys. So that's a big that's a big deal. It is. It's the alt- It's a big compliment. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just, um, you know, how will these guys match up? And that's the cool thing about it, though, because when you go into a match and you're kind of like iffy about it, and then they just totally just you know kill it. That yeah. makes it that much better. Someone's gonna get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the set? The set is crazy. I saw it was like, uh, and of course, if you're listening to this after WrestleMania, you're probably just gonna roll your eyes because uh, you know what happened. Because you're from the future. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, I saw it. It was like a big planet and like a big ring and, and the, a the, roller coaster or something. Yeah, uh, you're right. We probably shouldn't make a big deal because everyone's seen it now. But from the photos, that, you know, before yeah. we've actually seen it, the ramp starts at like the top of the building. Did oh, you, I didn't see that. Yeah, it starts. What? Yeah. Wait till you see it. it Someone's going to bust their ass. It, the ramp is so huge and so massive. And I saw people online already like, oh, Undertaker's going to take forever. And this is ridiculous. The entrance. Dude, half of the point of watching WrestleMania is for the entrances. If you can't get into entrances and the um, the spectacle of it, if you will, then why are you watching WrestleMania? What if Undertaker comes out first and Reigns jumps him? That's heat, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Throws yeah. <laughs> him into the pyro. Well, before we get to that one, let's talk. Uh, oh wait, Shane, Shane, and AJ. What do you think? I'm going to say AJ. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yep, AJ. Because I mean, what's Shane McMahon lose if he loses? Nothing. Uh, Triple H and Rollins non-sanctioned. Now, did you see the deal uh, today? This is obviously going to be old news, but Rollins has a fever. He might have pneumonia. Oh, really? 103-degree fever. <laughs> Still, I mean, listen, Macho Man wrestled WrestleMania. with. I'm sure that's not going to keep Rollins, but I do feel bad for the guy. I can't catch a break. Right? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's rough. I didn't hear that yet. Yeah, so, so, so that'll be interesting to see if um, the people from the future can pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> if they picked up on the... I'm going to say for sure Rollins, right? I mean, what does Triple H need to beat Seth Rollins for? Yeah, it's got to be Rollins. I think they're. I think Rollins. Um, they've wanted him to be the 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 guy. Mm. Um, you know, injuries and setbacks and things like that have prevented that. But I think, yeah, without a doubt, it's got to be Rollins. Uh, well, do you think? But before we move on, do you mm. think that he does have that ability? I'm what, iffy. Rollins. On, yeah, I'm iffy on it. I don't know. Uh you know, I, he's never struck a chord with me as like. Like The Rock or Austin or Macho Man or any of those types of guys, but I guess not a lot of people do anymore. But he's definitely super talented. I just think that uh, it seems like a lot of these guys, it's tough to rely on anymore, right? I mean, maybe that's just the way the maybe that's just the way the business has changed. But I look at like them putting the first ever uh, Universal Championship on Finn Balor. Uh, and him getting injured like right after, you know, and like putting the belt on Rollins and him leaving right after, putting the belt on Daniel Bryan and him quitting right or, you know, getting pulled out of the ring right after. So I, it's just, it's a weird time, right? You know, it's like, it seems like you just can't rely on people to, to, to stay uh, healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst. I mean, you know, it's people, gotta be. people cancel. I mean, for us, obviously, we've got right. that. We've got that tidbit to to talk about. <laughs> but um, you know, worse than that would just be you know competing with a full time schedule and and you're writing these storylines out and you have all these plans and then bam, an injury prevents somebody from from doing that and then now you've got to groom someone else to take that position and there's there's not a lot of options as far as people that are you know, going to sell the merch and that are completely over and, you know, the total package as far as, you know, Mike's skills and entering skills. And that would just be, it'd be a hard job. Well, I guess this is part of the difference too. Like, I guess the higher impact style of today's wrestling or whatever, you know, like guys get injured. They are injured. (laughs) You know, like it's something where they're going to be out. Like, like how many times were Flair and Hogan like out for nine months in their prime? You know what I mean? Like I'm sure they all had injuries and stuff like that, but it was never like, you know, I can't remember until like the mid nineties 
Ric Flair like tearing his rotator cuff or something, you know, but that was 20 years in, right? Well, it's interesting too is the difference in styles, but yet which is really harder on the body? I mean, you want to talk like the 80s and, and you know, wrestling was considered real and um, they laid it in and things like that, but the style was a lot slower. Um, yeah. And the, the the I don't think the, their bodies took as many much impact as they do today. So. Well, more nights per year too. You know, Arne Anderson kind of recently famously said that part of the reason why he thinks guys get hurt so much is that they don't work as much as they did when he was in his prime. Because they were saying like, okay, well, we had to wrestle seven nights a week. So you couldn't just screw around. You know, you couldn't fall off the top rope to the outside. Yeah. You know, and because you knew you were going to be in Tupelo the next night <laughs> doing the same match. That's a, that's a good point too. And and you know. Uh, the, the breaks in between sometimes, you know, like how hard is it? I mean, how hard was it for you when you came back and from, what was it, five-year absence? Yeah, it was a long time. I mean, that first bump, you've probably felt it. I remember thinking, because I was up at the Wrestle Factory with uh, Ophidian and Mike Quackenbush, and they had what they, they're they having us do, well, something I hate, actually, uh, it, which is called like a turtle shell bump, right, where you like, you cross your arms in front of you and then you fall on your back, which is weird, especially because I'd wrestled, you know, quite a bit your instinct is to fall a certain way. And this one kind of stops you from doing that. So you just take all of the impact on your back. And I just remember hitting and being like, yep, that's what it felt like. Yep. That's what it feels like. I remember because <laughs> you do get used to it. I mean, it always is jarring, you know, but you do get used to it after a while. But the first one, I remember kind of taking my breath and being like, well, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. It's <laughs> yeah, like, here we go. Uh, so undertaker Roman reigns. Um, I feel like this one's going to be a disappointment. Mm. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I agree. I think that I do not see Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I heard uh, Jim Ross talk about the match and what his prediction kind of was, and I think that it makes perfect sense. I think Undertaker goes over. I think um, after the match, um, Roman's attacks The Undertaker, and I think that's where that heat starts. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't think WWE can, will make the you know same choice to – to have uh, The Undertaker take a loss. Uh, yeah, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen as we record this, but I have to say that that's probably the only winning situation for Roman at this point. Um, I'm not a Roman hater necessarily. I'm, I'm not a fan either. I don't really have a dog in the fight. But I think that he gets a lot of reactions from people, and I think he's obviously very popular. So uh, I don't think that people need to hate on him as much as they probably do. But I think, yeah, him beating The Undertaker is probably bad for everybody. And, and, and him losing The Undertaker and shaking his hands is probably not good for him either, <laughs> you know? Yeah, not that my opinion of Roman Reigns matters to, too much, but I think the guy is great. I mean, I think that he's got a good look, obviously, and that's important. I think that his mic skills are okay. Um, but more importantly than that, you just look at when he's putting these big time matches, the guy is believable. Um, his matches always deliver. Yeah. Um, he's able to, to adapt and, and wrestle many different styles with many different people. I just think I, I have no idea where the hatred. Well, actually I do. I think it's because he's the corporate guy and he's trying to get shoved down people's throats and they want to reject it. But you know, which then I, in turn, I blame that on WWE. I don't know why the heel turn hasn't happened yet. I think if you just turn the guy heel, then they're going to, I mean, eventually then they'll start liking him because he's a bad guy. So <laughs> I mean, either way it works for everyone, but well, yeah, I agree. And I think it was Steve Austin. I don't know. I have so many podcasts on my phone and, and not even half of them are wrestling. So everything, you know, half, half the stuff I remember gets jumbled up. But I think it was him. He talked about how uh, fans used to and I'm definitely not one of the back in my day type guys, but they used to just watch the show. And uh, what you saw is what you watched and you reacted to and you didn't feel like you needed to be involved in writing the program. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right, know? right. Uh, and I think Goldberg recently commented, I saw something where he said the fans are really volatile now and vocal, you know, and brutal. It's true. I mean, it's very true. Uh, try being on an indie show and, and being right out there for it. Right, right, right. You know, you can hear everybody. But we can hear you when we're up there. <laughs> um, so I think that's, again, that's probably the best option for that match. Um, Semi-main, as we have it listed here, and again, this might not be the order the matches go in, but Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. What the hell? I don't know, man. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with any of this. That that was a surprise for me on the card. 
The only thing I can tell you about the match that I know is, so for the longest time, Orton was with the Wyatts, which seems odd enough. Mm-hmm. I think everyone thought that those two were going to have a match at WrestleMania, and then they end up aligning them. And then, you know, the dissension happens, and, uh, you know, they split apart, and it was just so bizarre, man. Well, a lot of just weird stuff with this one. And I, I, I like Bray Wyatt, but... As far as his, you know, his record, like I just talked about Roman Reigns, you put him in there with someone, he's going to have a good match against whoever it is. Yeah. And I've seen Bray Wyatt have some good matches, but I've seen him have some not good matches with some guys too. Um, I think the gimmick is over. I, I don't know how you protect him because I feel like his wrestling is somewhat limited. Um, and then Orton, man... The guy, he's he is good at certain things, but it, you know it's always been a, a guy that just kind of dry, not real, just you know. Kinda, not super exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I have I don't expect good things out of this match at all. Just depends. I mean, Randy Orton can can bring stuff out of nowhere. Um, like I said, I haven't been keeping up with the angle, but I guess uh, somebody thought it was a good idea. Uh, and then the main event, as it's listed here, is Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. At, at this point, and again, I've just been on the periphery, but I do watch, I will watch like the Royal Rumble and things like that. But uh, Lesnar has to get something at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about legit the scariest man on, on the planet. And uh, he's just been kind of punked out uh, the last the several outings with Goldberg. I mean, something has to change now, right? Yeah, this one seems almost too predictable too, which maybe they'll throw a swerve just because of that. But I think I don't know what to expect uh, as far as the match quality itself. Um, but I definitely foresee Lesnar becoming the heavyweight champion again. Well, nobody wants to see a long Goldberg match, right? I mean, no, no one, no uh, one wants to see the Ultimate Warrior go twelve minutes. Nobody wants to see the see the Goldberg. Right. I think, um, you know, they talk about kicking out of finishers and stuff, how that's just kind of, you know, changed the business. But I think almost you're, you're going to see that in this match. I think um, that's going to get the pop. And I think people want to see their finishers. Um, I, so I don't know what else really they can offer. Um you know, speaking of Brock, I, I honestly don't feel like when he when he first came back, he was delivering too. But I feel like he's gotten kind of lazy. Um, you heard about the you know the Ambrose match and how upset he was. He wanted you know wanted to have a really good match with Brock, and Brock didn't really want to go out there and do much of anything. So I don't know. The, there's a lot of things where at the end of the night you could be like surprised and just be like extremely happy that you watched it, or you could be like yeah, I didn't have a good feeling about this one. And, yeah, well, again, you people have the benefit of uh, hindsight, and we have the detriment of foresight. <laughs> so we have right. no idea what's going to happen at WrestleMania, other than the main event. It's already been confirmed. Uh, Nikolai Volkov run in. <laughs> it's just what if he's just all over Mania? <laughs> he's in every segment. <laughs> Can we go to one of our sponsors? <laughs> So let's talk about Chick-fil-A. Now, there's a lot of good things you can say about Chick-fil-A, and a lot of good things have been said about Chick-fil-A, and maybe even back in the past, some some not good things. But here's the thing about Chick-fil-A. I hate pickles. I hate them. (laughs) There there is no instance in my life that I want a pickle on or near anything. You buy a sandwich at a deli, they wrap that pickle up in there. It's disgusting. However, you get a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, and that thing is so damn good. They put that pickle on there. I can't eat it without the pickle. I don't know. I'm, I'm a man who hates a pickle. They put that one little pickle right in the middle. I don't know what it does, but it's just a burst of flavor in your mouth from Chick-fil-A. What? <laughs> That's right. I put the pickle in my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chick-fil-A, but it's true. I love it. Uh, you don't know how inappropriate this is. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday, brother. They're all about religion. You can't be talking about pickles in your mouth. Well, that's fine. We need a new sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, uh, you you know, this has been a prediction-filled episode and uh, a great commercial-filled episode, too, if I do say so myself. (laughs) But, really, we're here. We're gathered here today to talk about Remix Pro Wrestling. And and the big show is on 422. And that's in Marietta, Ohio, remixproWrestling.com to get your tickets or at We Love Pets here in Marietta. But one of the biggest matches on the card 
involves two people I know very well, and you know very well, Adam, which is Jack Pollock and Mary Fontaine. Yeah, Jack will be defending the um, the Riot Championship against Marion Fontaine. And uh, Jack actually won the Riot Championship uh, in a match against Ron Mathis, Viper, and the Beastman, or the Beastman. The Beastman. As, as he was referred to in that match. <laughs> um, and that was his second match in Remix Pro. So uh, your second match, you come in, you win the yeah. a, a very important championship. Um, and then at the last event that we held, he defended the championship against Facade and was victorious. So Big deal. Yeah. I mean, Very this guy deal. is on fire. Um, he's got some good allies in his corner. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not afraid to do deceitful things and dishonest things. And uh, Marcus Mann showed that when when um, when Jack went through that table and everyone thought he was hurt. And then Marcus yeah. was kind of setting up for, you know, just a big setup, took Facade's can of spray paint and sprayed him right in the face and and that's how he went on to to win that match but i'm i'm expecting big things out of jack um you know here in just a few minutes you're going to talk to to jack and marcus and i think it's going to give you a little more depth to to him um well i love i love jack and i love marcus man marcus man man (laughs) yeah man (laughs) but uh they're just they're just great guys and they're and they're they're assets everywhere they go and uh you know, I think that Jack's one of those guys that I've just I've known uh, for a while, and and just he just pops out immediately. And and one thing we should talk about here: so this is a riot championship. So uh, really, there aren't any rules, right? I mean, you know, obviously we talked about tables and things being involved. So usually it's a pretty pretty raucous affair. And then we have Marion Fontaine, who we know is capable of. God, we've seen him go all over the building here at Remix. Uh, but it's kind of a strange blending of, of styles, I guess you could say. Uh, Marion Fontaine, the uh, handlebar haberdasher, <laughs> you know, in a in a match that could potentially involve tables and thumbtacks, and I don't even, you know, anything really. I'm not going to try to try to set the bar here, but I mean, I don't even know what's going to happen. So, what are your thoughts about Fontaine going into a match like this? I think you look back, and Marion Fontaine debuted at uh, Throwdown for the Pound X. Um, so he's been here for a little while now. He's a guy that the only regret I have is not getting him on Throwdown for the Pound One and, right. and being here the whole time. But um, quite a few shows under his belt, um, a couple huge wins, one over Colt Cabana and one over Eric Young. And then most recently uh, he aligned himself with uh, Devon Dudley and defeated the Mega Plowers. Well, listen, we, we, we don't I mean, have to talk know, history, about that. History, history is history. <laughs> but you look at this guy, that's 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 quite the record. Right. Um, so if you're wondering why, why he's in the title hunt, um, that's exactly why. Um, we're looking for good competitive matches, and these guys, um, from stylistic, stylistically, I think they they're going to match up very well. Um, they have you know similar bodies. I know that sounds wow. weird, but not, hear me out though. <laughs> hear me out. I, I've studied this extensively. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you go back to eating your pickle, buddy? I know their bodies like the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just. <laughs> Two guys in great shape that sure. go out there and put their bodies on the line, and, and and I think that I don't I don't know what to expect in this one other than just two guys that are going to give it their all. Well, I th- I think you're absolutely right, and and you know obviously they both are, but we're talking about Marion Fontaine here. He's he's a wrestler and he has a unique style, but he, more than anything, he's a fighter, and he will throw down in fisticuffs with anybody. Uh, you, you lay in front of him. So I guess what I tried to do is, or what I did, is I went ahead and caught up with Jack Pollock and Marcus Mann to get not only their thoughts on this upcoming match on April 22nd here at Remix Pro in Marietta, Ohio, but just wrestling and life in general. So I'm going to send it over to myself right now. And we're back. This is a Remix I do so many podcasts, I almost said the wrong podcast. It's the Throwdown Lowdown. I almost said Super Wrestle Show, but that's on the, that's on iTunes as well. You can search for that one. I'm here with two very svelte, very attractive young gentlemen, and I'll tell you what. This might this might be uh, showing a little too much behind the curtain, but we are in the ladies' room. <laughs> I'm here with Jack Pollock and Marcus Mann. How are you guys? Oh, I'm not too shabby. How you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Everything's good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a lot better now than in the ladies' room. I will say the lighting in here is much easier on the eyes. 
It is. I feel, I feel like I can get all my makeup done more easily in here. <laughs> well, that is probably, you know, it's very, like when we're walking in, uh, Pollock is like, oh, there's probably a couch or something. There's no couch, but it does. Uh, it, me disappointed. <laughs> it does have some wonderful decor. Well, guys, listen, I'll, I'll go ahead and put this over. We're at IWC right now, man. Another great place. Friend of Remix, as far as I know. If not, they probably should be by now. <laughs> we're another, another great IWC show. Proud, proud members of that family as well. But let's talk about... Uh, uh, Adam Johnson had a couple of things he wanted to ask about the uh, the Lance Storm deal, man. Why don't you fill us in on that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I trained up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada with Lance Storm. Uh, I was a huge fan growing up, and at some point in my life I said, if you're going to do this, uh, pay the money and go do it by – get trained by someone right. And – that that's a that's a perfect way to think about it. I thought you know when I when I was coming back or whatever uh, to wrestling, I I went up to Mike Quackenbush. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, there's no, is there a better guy within eight hours? You know, of me, I don't think I could find one. But uh, I think that's really important. And I'll say like, I've been lucky enough in this past year to wrestle uh, quite a few guys trained by Lance, and they've all gotten it. They've all been like class acts, and they've all been easy to work with. You know, so like, what what's different up there? Like, what was your experience like? Uh, I think it's just. Uh, total respect for who you're being trained by. I mean, this is no disrespect to any, any schools around the area, wherever guys get trained, but like, if you're going to travel two, 3,000 miles, go to a different country, it's like, it means more to you than just, I'm going to go down the street to a local school. You respected Lance enough that you already had something in you that you were ready to get trained by a guy like that, you know? Yeah, it, t- it totally makes sense, man. And so, like, how how long uh, – I should probably know the answer to this, but how long have you been in now? Uh, a little over five, right about that. Yeah, I started uh, here or there around 2011, but, like, really Jack Pollock became Jack Pollock in 2012. Dude, I remember uh, – I think it was either late 2011 or early 2012. I just happened to have some friends that were going to some show in West Virginia at, like, a firehouse or something. Is that APWA? Uh, it might have been. I don't know if APWA's friends are remixed, but they are now because they're on the podcast. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Clarksburg, West Virginia. Yeah, they sent me to Pittsburgh with a recorder. It's all – I'm in the ladies' room. <laughs> but uh, I just remember, like, it's odd because you see so many guys on shows, and I just remember – Remember, um, like I remember you on that show, and it was probably you probably just started, man. But like you had your blue, the blue pants, and I had like the like the white. I think you had like some kind of white boots or something. Yeah, it, uh, it's, uh, a lot of people call them moon boots. Yeah, yeah, but I just like, but I remember Jack Pollock, and I, you know what I mean. Like it's just that's that's really important. So it's obviously something that either Lance. Either you, either Lance gave you or you had and Lance showed you. You know what I mean? Because it was like right off the bat, you know, a memorable guy or whatever. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those weird things that uh, when you start out and you suck and you're terrible, you just go <laughs> like, I really hope I can leave a mark on people or like I hope they care. I can remember the first time uh, people actually responded and reacted and were cheering and chanting Jack, Jack, mm-hmm. Jack. And then the next show, uh, as soon as my music hit, I go, please, God, just remember me. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> Just care about me again. And, like, it just kind of kept on the domino effect. Jack, Jack, Jack got over. It was crazy. And then I was like, all right, we got something going here. You know, people are actually taking notice of what I'm doing. I'm not awful at this. It is like a snowball thing, you know. Like, like the more the more you get from people, the more you're able to give them, you know, or whatever. It kind of all goes that way. But let's talk about let's talk about my main man. <laughs> you probably never heard that before. No, it's the first time anyone's made that pun ever. <laughs> so uh, obviously, you're a manager to the stars. Well, at least one. <laughs> the remix Riot champion, Jack Pollock. I That's know. true. Let's talk about the controversy because the controversy is Jack somehow is not on the poster. What the hell happened there? I, I'm not exactly sure what happened with Remix Pro Wrestling, uh, but they did put out a, a, a first version of the poster, mm. and somehow uh, uh, Jack Pollock was left off that poster. And we were like, oh, okay, well... Uh, that's a little weird. And then they put out a second poster and then also did not put him on the poster. <laughs> and we're just a little curious about why uh, Remix uh, doesn't want to advertise their champion. We're just, we're, I think that's our big question is, you know, why does Remix not want to advertise Jack Pollock? Well, it's a, it's a time of political intrigue and, and, and not only the United States but around the world. It's, you can't help but think that there is some sort of uh, conspiratorial element. But, you know, conspicuous by his absence is Adam Johnson. He could have been here. He could answer these questions. But he hiding in Marietta at the dog store. I don't think he wanted to come into the ladies' room. I think hey, that's... The funniest thing about recording in the ladies' room is, uh, randomly, Jock Sampson walks in sometimes. <laughs> hey, buddy, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> 
<laughs> we couldn't have planned a better, better entrance. There aren't any ladies in here. You don't really have it. It's all right. You don't have to be worried. Fuck. <laughs> I get to censor that later. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, anyway, so guys, like, let's, so, I, I mean, where, how was that, uh, not to get divert back, but I do want to ask about, like, how that, those trips to Canada went for you, Jack. Like, did you stay up there or did you just make the drives? Uh, I flew up at the end of April. Um, it, I remember it vividly. It was about 90 degrees in Pittsburgh. And I flew up and I was in Seattle and I was stuck there for three days because Calgary got hit with a blizzard. That's what? Calgary? That's not the Calgary I know. Crazy, right? They get hit with a blizzard at the end of April, and it's 90 degrees in Pittsburgh. And uh, I stayed there for a little over three months uh, living in a a basement apartment of a lady who would rent out to students that Lance knew. And, I mean, it was five days a week, three to four hours a day. Uh, You go train, and then I would always – he had, like, a tape library, Mm. and I would always be taken out – Old Stampede DVDs and stuff like that. No, nothing new. Like uh, I'm one of those guys that I try to keep up with the current product, but mm-hmm. I like the old stuff a lot more. So I would mm-hmm. watch that to kind of pick and choose stuff that I liked because everything old is new again. Yeah. Was what uh, Lance kind of taught us. So I would do that, and then it was at the gym. And it's like you have no life. It's you're there. It's almost a job. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's also, it's just like, it's all you are surrounded by. You know, it's probably the best way to get trained. Um, so, Marcus, like, dude, like, how did you get in this crazy wrestling deal? Um, well, geez. So that's, that's very loaded. Um, so, Paul and I have known each other since we've been about 16 years old. So, when he went off and trained, uh, it just became one of those things where I started going to shows just kind of support my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always I, – like I grew up uh, all through my life in a theater background. Mm-hmm. So I would show up to shows because um, I love doing stage crew. Mm-hmm. Just like I enjoyed setting up the ring, setting up chairs, doing that type of stuff. And then like once you kind of have that theater background and you kind of start getting that itch a little bit, people started noticing like, oh, this guy can talk or this mm-hmm. guy can do this. And it just kind of starts snowballing from there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like – well, you should just get trained. You should yeah. just start doing it. And so, you know, train, started refing, and then it was, you're good enough to get a microphone in your hand, and then I just never let it go. Once you get a microphone, you just don't let it go. Well, it's the bug, right? You know, it's the same with acting, same with, I mean, geez, uh, you know, I wrestled for years and years and, tr- and went and did acting and stuff, and I came right back to it, you know. But it's funny that you do realize when you do other stuff like theater and stuff that that's just what wrestling is. It's just theater on a different kind of stage, you know, and it just it hurts a lot more. <laughs> uh, I will say the worst I've ever been hurt, not that this is interviews about me, but the worst I've ever been hurt has been on stage. <laughs> I fell one time and jammed my shoulder. It was messed up for like two years. <laughs> so it's dangerous business, too. So let's get to the business of hand. Man, let's talk about remakes. Let's talk about uh, April twenty second. So, Marion Fontaine, right? So, like, you know, uh, Jack, I think you have a style that um, works really well with the Riot Division. You know, you're very versatile. Not to say that Fontaine isn't, but he has a very like different type. Of, like to think about Marion Fontaine in some kind of like a match that could have ladders and stuff in it is pretty crazy. Like, so how do you guys feel? Like, I guess Marcus might be the one to, to talk about this the most, but how do you guys feel about such an unorthodox opponent? Well, I think coming in to the last uh, two, when you got into kind of the, the, the riot division, uh, Pollock's had a very diverse uh, group of opponents. Uh, Ron Mathis being one, you were a Beastman and Viper in a, in a four-way, and then Facade as well. Um, so he's been able to fight a lot of diverse opponents, and that's kind of his style. Um, you know, not only just the Lance Storm classical training of being able to uh, wrestle on the mats, submit. I mean, this is a guy who's uh, very big, uh, you know, six foot four, tall, power game, uh, can can speed game if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Fontaine's very very classic, um, and I think what Fontaine's strength is going to be that kind of mat wrestling and stuff. And that ride division, I don't know if that's going to be, going to be his strong suit, where this is a guy that uh, can go anywhere, anytime with any opponent. Uh, what, do you have any thoughts on it, Jack? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about the last Remix show where uh, Remix kind of talked about Facade cementing his legacy, and I said that I would do anything and everything that I had to to keep that title. And I proved to remix that I would do that and on April 22nd I'll do it once again you know if uh, Marion Fontaine wants to wrestle I will out wrestle him if he wants to fight I will out fight him uh, I'm bigger I'm stronger I will do whatever it takes to walk out of Marietta still the the riot champion 
Well, I can tell you firsthand, you know, it, it's, I do agree. You're very versatile, but you know, Fontaine's one of the, he's a slippery guy, man. He's really tough and he's that unorthodox style. It can, it can catch you off guard. It's really, I can tell you, uh, it's a real, you know, Jock's here. He's mean mugging. He knows, he knows firsthand and, and fist and, well, I, I got your <laughs> back, buddy. Yeah. And, and I think the riot division in general, um, kind of lends itself more to Polk because anything can happen in that. Mm. There, there is no real rules in that. Mm. Um, and we do have, uh, not just, uh, the greatest thing to happen to pro wrestling since pro wrestling happened Jack Pollock in the match. <laughs> but, we, like but we do have you know myself on the outside. We have yeah. Morgan on the outside as well. There's a lot of variables that we bring to the table that I don't know if Marion Fontaine can, uh, can expect all of the variables that we bring. Well, guys, let me just ask you, going into all this stuff, you know, before we wrap it all up here, what are your, what are your last words? Doesn't that necessarily be about the match, but anything you want to toss out there? Let's start with Jack. Buy my merch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you got? Like Twitter and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, I got Twitter. It's at J Paul's beard uh, because I have a beard uh, and women love my beard. It's true. Uh, and I'm also on Facebook, Jack Pollock. Uh, I post random stuff all the time. Sometimes things I shouldn't post, but hey, uh, I like to post the songs I'm listening to. So listen to my music because it's good stuff. That's true. Actually, uh, we bonded over music because you'd posted uh, like a head and the heart song or something, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And we just had like a three day back and forth of like, "Have you heard this song? Have you heard this song?" <laughs> it was a real love story. Marcus, send us home, buddy. Uh, Remix Pro Wrestling, uh, April twenty second. Um, as I've said before, there is nobody in the in a driving area that shouldn't come to the show. It is uh, one of the best companies that I've ever been a part of. Um, and uh, I want people to know that even if you see the flyer, Jack Pollock is going to be on the show. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I know the po- he's not on the poster, but he is going to be defending his title against Marion Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, as I throw it back to myself in the studio with Adam. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Thanks a lot. So as you can tell, we're that's that's what we call a cold open. I just get right back into it. Welcome back. As you can tell, we're three episodes into this podcast and we're barreling toward the raging climax. Which is, wasn't that WrestleMania 2000 or something? Wasn't that the Raging Climax or something <laughs> like that? Really, really, uh, uh, really subtle. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but we're barreling on to 422, April 22nd, Remix Pro Wrestling here in Marietta, beautiful Marietta, Ohio. And I do not say that lightly. It is a very beautiful town. And if you are traveling, man, come early and check it out. There's all kinds of great stuff to do down here. And uh, Adam, I you know, I know you always try to support this community, right? I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why you're doing this. So I think if it, you guys want to come down and have a good meal, have a nice brew after, uh, whatever you want to do, uh, make a whole day of it here in Marietta, Ohio. And, uh, but the action more importantly is heating up. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of laying out all these matches and man, there's just a story and a conflict in everything. Yeah. Wait till you hear episode four. <laughs> If you want to hear episode four, if you don't want us to quit right now, share this podcast with somebody. Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> Let's listen. Yeah, you know that, that's the point where you did it. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll trust that you did that in your car. You know, Chris, before we, we get out of here, yeah. I, I have a couple of things I want to say. Sure. Uh, you know, we're thinking about you, Chris, at AIW. Oh, man. Uh, good guy. Um you know, all the details are not quite out there, but right. we don't need all the details anyway. We just know that the guy's going through some stuff. It, it, it at this time, it seems like he's gonna he's gonna fight it and he's gonna win. Yeah. But um, we're thinking about you, man. Just a, a great, you know. So Chris Bryan's we were talking about, uh, and he's he's a fantastic guy, and uh, someone that I actually believe it or not, I doubt the AIW staff remembers this, and I didn't even remember this until he reminded me. I wrestled for AIW back in like 2005 or something, like right wow. when they first started. Uh, so great guys, you know, the last couple of remixes, I, I don't get to catch up with those guys very often, but I got to catch up with Chris and, and talk a lot and go through his wrestling magazines and just that he's just a, just a really solid stand up guy. And, uh, I've heard good things too. I've heard, I've heard things around the, on, on the mend and, uh, we can't wait to have him back. And I just, you know, selfishly hope that he comes to, uh, remix if he's able to on, on 422 not only because i like the guy but because he has the best gimmick table i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we hope we we definitely um i don't know if you know 
I don't know. I don't know if that's possible or not, but I that, don't that, that would be great. Yeah. Um, nothing would make me happier than seeing him there that day. Um, but regardless, yeah. you know, the most important thing is he, you know, just gets healthy. Um, you know, gets his life. You know, sure. Keep, you know, just keeps on keeping on, man. Just keep kicking ass, man. And you know, if you like wrestling, if you like remix, if you like AIW, I know a lot of you guys out there do. Shoot them, shoot them something. Shoot them some ma- a message. You know, shoot AIW some love because man, there's just some great solid guys up there, and yeah. uh, we just wish him Godspeed and really want him to get back uh, recovered as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that's a, a thing that you know. Sometimes you just you don't think, oh, I don't. I don't they're not going to care about my message or everybody's saying something. I mean, you know, you never know which thing. You know, what I'm trying to say is. <laughs> Just do Easy it for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, just just do it. But and, sure. and that and that leads me into another topic, Chris. Both of you and I are both uh, very much into our families, and and um, something that really struck me hard was the fact that out of nowhere, with uh, the passing of, of Jim Ross's wife, right, and uh, that's the guy that I personally haven't reached out to just because I feel like, well, why is he going to care about my message? But I, I still feel like I need to, and I kind of want to pass along the story that I shared on Facebook to him. Um, and, you know, and to everybody listening right now, if you didn't see it, but, but basically Jim Ross, every episode closes with, um, you know, don't take life for granted. Tomorrow's sure. not guaranteed that type of thing. And, um, after the passing of my father, I listened to that, to that next episode and I really heard that. I'm sure he had said it in previous episodes, but I felt like he was talking to me and um, what I'm getting at is, though, I've I've listened to that and I've heard that and I've lived by that because, you know, with the passing of my father at a pretty young age, um, you know, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And you really, you know, you don't want to worry about the small stuff. I mean, why? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not important. Um, and every day, just you need to tell the people that you love that you love them and you need to prioritize and you need to spend time with the people that you need to and things like that. But um, what I'm getting at is I know that Jim Ross uh, is going through some hard stuff. And that's when you kind of can step back and you can see this, you know, the celebrity life seems different than ours. But it's not because in situations like this, no one is you're not protected from life and death. You are when it happens, it it uh, affects everyone the same. So celebrities are the same as us and, and Jim Ross. And I just feel for him because I can't imagine. I'm sure you can't imagine either, Chris, what it would be like to just unexpectedly not have your, your partner. Mm. Um, well, they were quite obviously best friends. And I think that's what's most important. Uh, and I think it's a good message. I agree. I think, I think you need to tell people what you want to tell them while they're here. And as we talk about, you know, Chris from AIW, shoot him a message, please, and and I, AIW just in general. And uh, Jim Ross, man, I mean, hell, it couldn't hurt. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know, you know, the world just keeps turning uh, without these people. But, you know, it's never quite the same. No, it's, it, yeah, it's definitely not. But uh, not to leave you on a total downer, <laughs> we will say we will be back very shortly. <clears throat> this was kind of a special edition of the Throwdown Lowdown. We're calling it the Wrestle WrestleMania edition, which is a super clever name. Uh, <laughs> I, we're going to try to make up for the absence, too, so we, sure. we didn't blast them out for a couple weeks, and maybe we'll blast out a couple real quick. Yeah, so so again, share the podcast. I hope that you're looking forward to it. We have some big stuff next week. We have some big exclusive audio that uh, we're compiling that I think is going to be super special. So until next time, this is Chris. That's Adam. This is the Throwdown Lowdown. Throwdown, hoedown, Joe Down. Slow down. Yeah,